foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. In Judges 21:28, Janie, it says, In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Now, I've been kind of saying that about America for quite some time now. <laughs> and I think we can probably even transfer that to the church. I think you're absolutely correct. We tend to be doing what we think is right. And that's why we've got so many divided churches. We got a split off of that church and a split off this church. And we're all just doing what's right in our own sight. Well, Sharon, truth doesn't change, does it? No. All right. In Judges 2.11, there is a very compelling verse that says, When all that generation had been gathered together to their fathers, meaning they died, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord, nor the work which he had done for Israel. Well, oh my goodness, Janie. Why the failure? Why the gap? Because we've not passed it down to the next generation. And when we cross from one part of the river to another part of the river, we need a bridge, don't we? Yes. We need something to walk over. Yes. Uh-huh. All right. So there's a failure in who bridged the gap from one generation to another. Because the Lord never leaves his people unprepared or ill-equipped for what he's called them to do. Well, you know, Janie, we used to teach the scriptures when we were teaching our kids how to read. But that old way of doing things has been pushed aside. We don't do things like that anymore. So we aren't passing from generation to generation those truths. Well, and we're not even passing uh, on old skills like half of our young people now do not know how to write in cursive. We've we've dropped it, something that simple. And unfortunately, we have dropped equally amount on how we pass the Word of God and the priority of Him to be in our life. Right. If He's just a tack on and saying the Lord's Prayer or a quick uh, prayer at dinner, but there's no family focus on who the family is to be with a purpose in the plan of God, right. then we have failed as being the bridge. Right. And in Psalms, I believe it's 71, David said, don't let me die until I have been able to share who you are with this generation. And that generation can be his generation or our generation. Well, we have a tendency to want to pass down a legacy of our own, but we don't think about passing down the legacy of Christ or the scriptures in equipping our children for eternity. 
Sharon, that's very profound because what you're saying is we're more important about leaving some remembrance of us Mm -hmm. than placing something that will go with us throughout eternity. Absolutely. We need to let everybody know you're going to live forever. Right. But your legacy will be determined by where you spend eternity. (laughs) Yeah. And we have a wrong focus on that. But let's just be positive here because the nation of Israel had a beautiful beginning. They were a nation that was called. They had a task to finish, Mm -hmm. but they did get sidelined with just what you said, their own purpose. Right. And yet the scriptures do tell us that they had a purpose and they were called to fulfill that. For us today, Romans 8.28 says we're called according to his purpose. And Ephesians 3.11 says we're called according to his eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so when we lose the vision Mm -hmm. of our calling, we are really going against the word of God. Because not only have we been given the what to do, but we've been given the how to do it. And when we don't follow through with what's already given to us, then we lose our vision. Right. We lose our inspiration. We lose our sense of purpose and the energy that goes with it. We're becoming weary in well-doing. And that's what happened to Israel. And that's what's happening to the church. Right. And the Lord says, I knew this was going to happen. It didn't catch me by surprise. I have planned eternity and everything that brings us to the eternal for now. So here's what I've told you. I've told you in Galatians 6, 9, Let's don't be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Now, can you think of any other scriptures that would go along and blend or coincide or encourage us on that same subject? Well, you have Joshua 1, 9 that says, Be strong and of good courage. Be not frightened, neither be dismayed. And you know what? That's a command. That's Mm -hmm. not, if you feel like it, that's a command. If everything's going well. That's right. And then the Lord tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, My beloved brethren, and when he says that, he's talking about his own family. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Mm. Now, that was provided that they recognized the crucifixion, they recognized the resurrection, and they were living according to the benefits that the crucifixion and the resurrection had obtained for them. And then, this is an encouraging word, Sharon, when we we flub up Mm -hmm. and we want to just say, I give up. I can't do anything right. Have you ever had those thoughts? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Maybe once or twice in your (laughs) lifetime. Well, the Lord then wrote this for you, Sharon, Uh and for me. Uh, God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love. A lot of times we show forth labor, and maybe it's not the ultimate, but our heart, our intent is right. Uh The point where we are in our maturity of growing in love and grace. And the Lord says, I'll not forget that. Right. And that doesn't have an age limit. So, you know, he can be even saying that to a sixth grader as well as a person in their old age. What's happened to cause us to not pass that on to our children and our grandchildren? We don't see the need because we're living for the moment. 
Oh, We're okay. living for the now. And I have a lot of people tell me they don't even want to read the book of Revelations because it doesn't concern them now. Okay. And I'm thinking if you read the book of Revelations, you would see that it does concern you now. Right. And so ignorance is not bliss. Okay. But, you know, the Apostle Paul, who wrote and gave us most of the New Testament, he knew the battle that he had to face. And he said... Listen to how he said, I really do not know what I should do. I have a strong desire to depart and be with the Lord in order to get out of the battle. And yet I know that my love to the Lord would keep me in the battle. And I don't know whether to give up or to go on. Philippians 1, 23. Okay. So if Paul did those kind of battles... We can expect us to do those kind of battles. Right. But Paul did go on, and he did finish his task. Now, let's get an example of Peter. Peter, after he had had his fiasco in denying the Lord and the cock crowing and the results of the crucifixion, he was embarrassed, disgraced, and shamed and gave up. And so what does Peter say? I'm going to go back and go fishing. I'm just going to go back to what I know yeah. I can do. And he talked to the fisherman. disciples, mm -hmm. and they agreed. And so they were just going to go fishing. But the Lord knew that that was not the task that he had given them. Okay. So what he did was when they gave up, the Lord gently came to them again, just like he happened to with two men on the road to Emmaus, mm -hmm. engaged him in some conversation, and he basically knew how to restore Peter. So what did he do? Ball him out? Tell him, boy, all the wrong things he had done and how he'd missed the boat? No. He said, Peter, do you love me? Oh, yes, I, I, I love you. I phileo you. He didn't say I agape do. So then the Lord repeats, do you agape me? Oh, Lord, you know I phileo you. Then the Lord said, Peter, do you really phileo me? If that's where you are, Peter, feed my sheep. So the Lord gave him where he wanted him to go. Peter wasn't there. And then the Lord said, but Peter, I'll meet you where you are and I'll grow you. Go finish the task. Feed my sheep. And then Peter finally got the message hmm. and Peter finished the task where he had completely failed. But God, when we listen to the Lord Jesus Christ, restores us and we can finish the task. Passing what the Lord is giving us from generation to generation. And do you think, Janie, that we are passing our traditions more than we're passing the truth? I answer that with a very sad yes. But, but... To finish on a strong note, but there are mighty awakenings taking place today, the very hour as we speak, because of the opposition. Okay. The opposition is causing us to rise up and become stronger to finish the task. Okay. Well, the bridge kind of gives me a visual that we really need to be a bridge for our children to understand the truth of who God is and not fall into the deception of the world 
or even the deception of false teachers, because those are everywhere. And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.